Welcome to the Sanctuary Podcast, hosted by Angel Deer. In this podcast, we explore the mysteries of spirituality and consciousness. In each episode, we dive deep into the realms of human experiences, our rapidly changing world, and the unseen realms, tapping into the universal wisdom that connects us all. Whether you're a seasoned spiritual seeker, starting to awaken to the possibilities of a more expansive reality, or want support on your journey, this podcast is for you. Join me as we explore topics such as shamanism, spiritual transformation, holistic healing, the medicine path, energy healing, plant medicine, ancient wisdom, and more. Our guests are respected elders and experts in their fields, and we'll learn from their insights and experiences as we journey together on the path of spiritual growth. If you can, please consider supporting this podcast by joining our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the sanctuary and why. Once again, it is patreon.com slash the sanctuary and why. Now, let's dive into today's episode. On July 2nd, I'm going to be hosting a powerful class on cosmologies. I will be speaking specifically of Andean cosmology. And I will be holding that class with Marita, one who catches lightning that you've probably heard on my podcast before. Marita has very long experience with Mayans and other cosmologies. So we are bringing medicine from the north and the south. We are bringing all the teachings of our elders in a very unusual format over five weeks. Once a week for two hours, we will be presenting this cosmology, but in a format that's probably unexpected, that's a little bit different. Because what we want is for you to experience deep transformation, to experience the magic of those cosmologies. And so those cosmology, they have always been taught through oral tradition by elders, wisdom keepers. And so we are going to mix those medicine together. We've never done that before, but Marita and I have built a relationship uh, this past year and really enjoy talking with each other and felt that there was this seed, this birthing waiting to happen. So in the conversation today with Marita, we explore a little bit about those cosmologies, a little bit about how we're going to bring that together, a little bit about what you might expect, and talk a little bit about what's unexpected, what might come out of it, what you might learn from it. So I hope you really enjoy this conversation Please check the Sanctuary event calendar on the sanctuaryheal.com. You will find this class. We have limited space. I don't think we'll be doing that again this year. I don't know if we'll be doing it again. So it's really an opportunity to dive deep. So if you feel ready to explore those ancient teachings in a small container, in a circle, to gather wisdom for your own personal transformation, open your heart in unexpected ways to understand this connection between the earth and the stars so this cosmology and how to bring the magical teaching in this embodied life 
as a two-legged walking on this earth to really transform yourself, transform your community, maybe build this dream project that you have that is going to bring so much light into this world. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation we had with Marita today. And I really hope to see some of you uh, on this class that start July 2nd. Uh, don't miss out because sometimes there's offering that just a one-off and then they just fly into the ether. So thank you so much for listening and let's dive in now with Marita. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. Look, look at the shirt I'm wearing. Save the elk. <laughs> look, there we go. Like, the dear family. <laughs> the dear family. Yes. How are you, Angel? Good. How are you? Good. 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 Well, we're here to talk about our upcoming um, series, our classes that we're teaching together. So um let's let's give people kind of an idea of what is in the mix and why why we're working together other than we enjoy each other's company and we wear dear t-shirts you know <laughs> yeah i think you know when we met the first time and we started discussing and i guess following each other um yeah i found that even if we work with different medicine wheel and different cosmology there was so much richness when they interact, right? When we bring medicine from the north and from the south together, when we, yeah, see how they weave together. And it's interesting because sometimes they might say even something quite different or opposite even, right, for the mind. But then when we really sit with it and when we experience those medicine and get to learn from them, I think it can really give us the depth that we are all looking for i mean i'm guessing people that will join this you know people that are looking for being really serious about mm -hmm. learning yeah. so yeah i'm excited I, about it yeah i love what you said it's you know it's even though the seed right the seed of the cosmologies is is there and it's similar it's just an interpretation and so sometimes when if you don't go outside of your system and don't see another one, you might get stuck in it, right? Stuck in that way of how that interpretation is. And, you know, I've been weaving all my life and been taught all of, by many teachers. And I love what you said, because it's true when, when systems interact, there's that spark of creativity between them, right? That allow for that other to be created. And I feel like we're in that time where um, these systems need to kind of do this with each other. Because so that the people who are looking now can see, ah, there is still spark in these, right? Mm -hmm. These aren't just dead. <laughs> They're not dead, you know. We're not just talking about, you know, people from the past. You know, these are still living, mm -hmm. being, breathing um, uh, relationships. And so I'm, I'm excited about about that. So let's talk about a little bit about the course. And if anyone has questions, please write them in. Um, so we're going to be doing, um, or as we said, we're having a conversation, right, for a couple of weeks, and we're going into the cosmology, the Mayan cosmology, Andean cosmology, and what are we going to be talking about? 
Well, th- there are obviously, you know, over five weeks or six weeks, it's it's very hard to cover the subject, right? Because I don't know, I've been studying anatomy cosmology for more than ten years, and I'm still very much a beginner. And every time I return to my teachers, and they say something, I'm I'm like, oh, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> and it could be, you know, a very basic what we would call a basic teaching around the fire or around uh, the wind or around one of the direction or the ancestors or the waters. Like when I was in Peru a few months ago, or last month, my teacher was sharing something about the water and I thought it was such an interesting perspective. And that was very different from how I experienced the water or how I thought the altar was presenting the, the prayer and he brought a whole other dimension, right, to all the other teachings. So and people often ask me, you know, well, why is this cosmology and why not another one? And why is it different, for example, of certain uh, medicine wheel from Native American people? Um, and it, I say, yeah, it's true on the surface if you just read about it, <laughs> right? Okay, the fire is in the east, and this is what's in the north, and this is the season that's there. But in fact, if you study them mm-hmm. and go beyond the mind, that loves obviously having an opinion uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and a, a, a tight version of truth. And if you really sit with it, and that's what I want, you know, I think we want to bring there is an experience of it, right? Not just sharing the teaching, but for people to really sit with them and see how they reflect with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, then we can experience the wisdom because yeah. the wisdom is not the learning, right? It's the embodiment. It's the transformation. What well, is going to transform us? And then we might come out different. And so, Oh, yeah, there is the directions, there is the elementals, there is the ancestors, there is the ancient sacred symbols like the Chakana in Andean cosmology. There is, you know, the cycles, cycle of the sun, cycle of the water, cycle of the moon, cycle of human life, cycles of civilization. And in this cosmology, you know, cycles are all connected. You know, it's like the make mechanism of a watch we cannot turn one cycle without the others you know being impacted by it um and i think what finally what i want to say i and i really hope that it is something that people experience is that it's an exploration of the self you know i i don't want it to be okay we're talking about the elements out there the directions out there the the sun in the sky right but to really see how this is just a reflection of what's going on with ourself yeah. right the chicana you can study the cosmos with it but it's mainly a tool i mean it was designed to observe the cosmos and to observe the cycles but it was a tool that was designed for alignment and personal transformation in relation mm-hmm. to the greater cycle as as human beings you know and answering the i guess the big question you know, why are we here what is life about where are we going where are we coming from mm-hmm. and i think that's common to all cosmology you know yeah. from what i understand yeah you know you said something that i think is important is i've started to use this term slow medicine right this is slow medicine mm-hmm. that we're it takes a long time. You know, you've studied 10 years, I've studied, you know, 40 years, you know, in different varying places. It's just, it takes a long time and it's supposed to take time. It, 
time is part of the medicine of how to learn here, which is very different instead of being able to take off information and be like, oh, yes, I know this. I know this. Or this is where it is, as you were saying, right? The, the east is fire or water, depending on where you come from, right? It's not about taking boxes. Mm. We are going on a journey of deep exploration of your beingness in relationship to how you function in the world, how other beings function in the world, and to say, wow, maybe there's something here. If I think about rhythm in a different way, if I think about relationship in a different way, and I, I know I have a few of my students on here, they know that we talk relationship, 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 right? And it's about a deepening and uh, walking at a very different pace and it needs to be done this way so that the medicine can get there. Right. You know, mm -hmm. you can study these cosmologies all your life and still be a beginner. Right. There, mm -hmm. There's, there's nothing, there's no quote unquote, I got this done. I got it figured out. I'm moving on. No, this is a way of life because as you uncover, as you change, as your body clock changes, right. Uh, things are opened up to these other clocks and they're all working together, you know, in, mm -hmm. in many medicines, you know, that I've, uh, I've learned, you know, there are seasons of when you learn things and there's a mm -hmm. reason for that. You're only supposed to learn certain medicine between zero to 16, 16 to 30, 30 to 50, you mm -hmm. know, 50 to 60. And then you go around if you're still alive. And then you go around if you're still alive. And there's, there is a seasonality to when certain medicine can be taught, right? And I'm sure that you will go back and learn about water again, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> and I will, oh, I'm always learning all the time, but it's, I think people don't understand that when they come in from a Western kind of society of like they just think oh, okay I, I did the course i have the information right now i can you know teach this or i can you know tell other people about it but you don't hold the relationship and you don't hold the depth of what it takes to even in your, your body and in your system for it to click you know mm -hmm. what do you think about that yeah i mean it's I think it's essential. And we are also, you know, in that perspective, we are also all holding a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. You know, one of the discussion I, I had recently with my teacher, he said, you know, that's when colonization happened in Peru and, you know, all the sacred sites were closed down and people left them. Some people left to the jungle, some people left to other place. Uh, and we were at, at Machu Picchu where we're, and we were sharing that. He say the medicine didn't disappear. He went in the land, he went in the storm and he went dormant. And so when we visit, because he likes to involve everybody that is there about asking him, what do you see? What do you see there, right? Yeah, there was this very big rock with this face on it i personally see a frog there some people see a puma some people see a, a head of snake some people see all that and people were asking him okay what is it and he said it's all of that mm -hmm. he said we are now the piece of the puzzle and we need to come together and if it's true for you if it's what you see that's that's what the soul wants to see that's that's a piece of the puzzle that is there right 
So I think it's very different than thinking of, and I think that's always a struggle I have when I teach people think of top-down teaching, right? They listen, they absorb it. It's kind of one way where, in fact, we're in a circle together. We are sharing medicine together. Mm -hmm. And what's happening in the reflection is as important, if not more, in fact, than my own knowledge or what my teacher told me. So we can really alchemize and transform it still having, you know, elders and, and truth and guidance that we can, you know, look at so we don't get lost because we have a lot of, you know, filters that are not true. Mm. And so we might, you know, see things or feel things that are coming from this program of society we are living in, right? Or colonization or many other programs that we carry. Uh, but it was interesting to, yeah, to sit, to share what everybody was seeing and to try to have an experience what people maybe 500 years ago were doing there. What mm-hmm. was this rock about? What was there about? Because ultimately, you know, we might never know the ultimate truth, right? But ultimately also for our ancestors and for those people, things were not from the mind. They were felt. And so if there was a big ceremony and 40 people there, maybe everyone would have a slightly different experience right and would have a different vision and that would be that sharing together that would give power to those places it was not like a just a high priest that says this is what it is right that's very much the religious version of spirituality right but it's not how it worked in those tradition and definitely not how it should be remembered yeah, I know you said something. I I love that um, image of, you know, what do you see in that rock, right? Because it's true, like, like the way that these thoughts, cosmologies, practices, ways of beings were put together physically was the involvement of all the elements and all the elements participated right? When we look at stone tablets, that's the, that's the stone people. That's the stone people actively participating, right? Stone masons had a deep connection with stone medicine and listened to the stone people. They're not just out there tagging, right? We're not just like, you know, <laughs> I'm going to go tag my name on here. I was here, you know, it was <laughs> a deep reverence of, ah, can you, how, who can hold this? Right. And if you think about the slow medicine that we're talking about, that's why we went to the stone people to hold and to build our temples. Right. Because they could withstand time. They could withstand what was happen was going to happen. And many knew what was going to happen. There, there's many prophecies that happened that people were like, oh, yes, this is coming. We got to get ready for it. And so. When we're in these circles and we're talking about the elements, these aren't just things that are outside of us or that we see. They're ones that can actively participate in the creation of life. And they are, whether you're cognizant of it or not. And so I think we're going to have this beautiful opportunity in this circle to, let's say, if we do sit with an element, to really understand what does that element mean and how does it participate outside of my life? inside of my life in co-creation and in not co-creation right with all the fires Mm -hmm. that are happening around the world right now i know you're experiencing one and i lived in california for a long time sitting with that element 
right? What is that element? How, how does it work in and of itself? How does it work when it is used by humans? How does, you know, and, and look at it like that instead of just this climate crisis, right? You know, we have to stop mm -hmm. talking about this. It's like, how are these elements in and of their own nature in coexistence with earth who is trying to do something, right? get back to balance. That's what earth is trying to do there. It's just trying to get back to balance saying there's an imbalance here. And so let's have that discussion. So I think, you know, these medicines allow us to not just philosophically in our head think, Oh yeah, rock. Oh yes. Wind, you know, things like that. But to start to, as you said, ah, what do I see in this? And once we get away from just the, the need to know, what does the rock want to show me? Mm -hmm. How does it want to speak to me? How is it revealing to me a lesson, right? Because we are, you know, humans go to like, it's about me and I need to know, and this is how I'm going to interpret things, but really kind of start shifting where it is about co-creation. So co-creation is about learning. Co-creation is about negotiating constantly, right? So it's not about fixed knowledge. We don't teach, nor have I been taught fixed knowledge, yeah. right? You know, my grandfather, life. Yeah, <laughs> I know. My, my grandfather would be like, yeah, ask me this now and ask me in five days and ask me in 20 years. The answer will be different because everything has changed, you know? Yeah, and it's all about really the nature of relationship, right? Yeah. And because we lost, we lost relationship, it could be to the stone, right? So we might look at this wall in Peru and say, how did they build that? But we get very much in our mind, right? We're projecting, okay, I need to cut the stone, I need to move it, right? We're not really asking the stone, okay, how were you moved there? You know, what was the intention? You know, my teacher took the beautiful example. He said, if you try to move someone that is not cooperating or you don't have a relation with and you tell him to go all the way up the mountain or that he's dead, it's going to be very hard. And the body gets very heavy when people are dead, right? But if you're in relation to that person, you say, hey, let's go up the mountain. And that person say, yes, okay, you might struggle, but it's going to be much easier to go there. And he says, that's the way the stone moved. Because people, the people that cut the stones, that they, they knew where to cut. They asked the stone, they look at it, they had a relationship. And so, yeah, it might look like that, but they say they just didn't move only the stone. They moved the spirit of it. Mm -hmm. And there was cooperation. And so, yeah, we can learn from books. You know, very often people ask me, oh, can I, I want to go deeper. Is there any book I can read? And say, so, in fact, if you want to go deeper, you should not read any book. You should really sit with the teachings. You should embody them. You should practice them. You should hang out around other teachers, other elders, and really, you know, refine that in your heart, in your body, in your feelings. But the more you want to learn from the Western way of learning, which is, you know, buying books and maybe getting a PhD in cosmology, you know, I'm sure that exists out there, right? You're just going to be another constricted version of the truth. Limited, right? It's going to be limited. Even if the book looks amazing and there is a thousand pages in it, yeah. that's not going to give you the depths of my elder yeah. that can barely read, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, 
that live in a culture of oral transmission. And there's a reason why it was oral transmission. It's not that the people were stupid and could not write. You know, it's not like they didn't want to write anything down. It's that they understood that the only way to understand those cosmologies was to be shared orally, to feel it, to give silence, to be in relation with each other so we can be in relation to that cosmology. And I think it's very hard for the Western mind to really understand that somehow there is more knowledge that way than if we read a book about it you know i mean you can buy a book about machu picchu for example i was talking about right but it's not going to be your experience if you just go there and sit and meditate and just watch and see and feel and maybe it's going to take you two hours before you hear anything but at some point why not picchu that mountain machu picchu the other mountain those mountains are going to start talking because that's why people came here because those mountains were telling them something and we all have that capacity right but we need to give this fullness, the silence, the pausing, the waiting. And it's so countercultural, right? It's like, yeah, you talk about climate change, right? We want to fix it, right? So we come up with the same solution that created the problems from the mind, right? More technology, more this and more that, yeah. where nobody is really listening to what is really happening. And we keep creating solutions that are coming from the same extractive point of view the same separation point of view right yeah. you know as you're speaking i saw someone uh pelly's awake right now and um it was funny i had someone write uh write to me like oh my god I, you know aren't you afraid and i was like no when we are in deep relationship with the aina where we live and the land where we live and the gods that are still alive around us, we welcome them when they're, when they're here. Right. And so it's a very different way of being of instead of, you know, it's about co-creation. You know, when you're, when you're talking about the stone people and co-creating, when we're talking about climate crisis, that's not co-creation. Right. And, and we have an opportunity in these circles, right. Because they are oral tradition, as you said, for a reason right? Because you need that resonance from one resonance to another resonance to another resonance. As in, it comes around back into the circle, you've just knit and created something new and everyone gets to hear and participate and learn. And the, the teachings continue to evolve as we go on. And I think that's the beauty of oral tradition, that it is alive right? It is not dead. These, this is alive. And, you know, the same way that you can sit at Machu Picchu, my grandfather would sit in front of the Mona Lisa. He, he sat in front of the Mona Lisa because he was, had a practice of sitting as an indigenous person, right? He sat in front of the Mona Lisa. He got an opportunity to go for every day, for four days straight, every day from opening to end. And he would just sit there and people thought he was crazy, but he came from a tradition of sitting, of sitting, right? And so when people say, oh, you can't do that in the modern world, people are doing it. My grandfather used to do it. He used to just sit there in front of the Moline Lisa. For, he wouldn't see anything else. He said, I'm just going to sit here. If this is so famous. If this is what pe draws people and 
has, you know, all of this history. I want to sit with this thing, right? And, and learn and listen and see. And, you know, had he been able to spend more time, he would have, because that's who he was, you know? And he would always, like, talk about it, you know, just as he talked about the temples that were built and the stones that were built and all of that. And so, you know, it's these ways are, can be used in the modern world. You know, we can allow ourselves to sit and to learn and just take in. And for me, when I say learning, um, it's not understanding, right? Mm -hmm. I want to learn not because I, I understood and then I'm done, right? That's, and I feel a lot of people go like that. Oh, I, I get it now, right? I had <laughs> the other day, uh, I wrote a comment on something and I was like, oh, just so you know, in, in our tradition, this, and they're like, I, I understand completely, like no need to. And I was like, I don't think you do because if you were in, had been taught in indigenous ways, you would have never said that. You would have never said, I got it. You would have said, ah, thank you. This is a different way. Or could you share more? So there's this thing in indigenous teachings that you're never done. You're never complete. You can, learning doesn't mean complete understanding and, and grasping, right? I need to grasp this con uh, content. And so I think we're going to be, you know, this circle is going to stir the pot, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, to allow people to really shift from one way of being into another. and. It's a beautiful journey, right? It's gonna, we're gonna remember how we came here. So we're gonna do from earth to stars. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, just, just to add on what you were saying, I think the big misconception people, when they want to learn this knowledge, we think we're coming to, to for knowledge, we're coming for relationship. We're coming for relations, for connections. And there is a massive desire of being in a relationship because it is wired in nature and in our nature too, right? But there's also a massive desire from nature to be in a relation with us. Yeah. And so when we make that happen with the teachings, when we get in relation with them, something speak back because I think there is a real craving. There is a real loneliness from this separation that is not natural. You know, we're like this lost child in the wood, yeah. right? And, and and the forest really want to communicate. Yeah. And I think however long we have been doing that or we're doing that, we can always be so surprised when we do this extra mile into offering, into wanting to be in relation and to witness what is back. You know, when I came back, I was away from Peru for a little while and I came back on my land last week and... I spent some time with a new elder that I've never sat before over there, and she gave me a ceremony to do on my land, something very specific. And so, you know, I prepared this ceremony for a week, and a couple of days ago, uh, with my wife, we went on the land and said, okay, let's go, let's go do this, right? And so I went to the four corners of my land, and, you know, I've been on that land for over 15 years. I think I know it pretty well. It's only seven acres, right? Uh, and here we are, you know, putting our things on the four corners. And then we arrive at the last corner of the land, which I've been meaning 
many times, but then I discovered that in that corner, there is the biggest and oldest tree Mylana has, which I've never seen before, which is, I was just like, I could not even believe it. It's like this 600 year old, probably oak tree. Like, like I've never seen an oak tree that large. And especially here, because all the forests were clear cuts a few times in the past few hundred years, is a survivor of the ancient forest here. And he has this massive opening, like a little cave under him, definitely ready for an offering there. So we finished our ceremony there, you know, and I was just walking back. So puzzled, was like, how crazy that I've been on, I'm on this land every day, right? And foraging and walking around and taking care of it. And here I discover this big gift that was given back to me. What happened? I went a step further into my relation i was doing a very big important ceremony of offerings that's coming from this house bring it here for specific reason and the land was speaking back mm-hmm. showing me hey i'm really happy here's a gift there's an elder tree here and that's the biggest one and that's the one now that's going to hold the space for that ceremony and i know the work right but anyway, i was just smiling walking back just like like a child right like you say i don't know Oh, thank you for teaching me. Thank you for reminding me that, in fact, even if I walk those ways for a long time, that when I go back with, you know, new eyes and as a child and, and really give something, I haven't done that kind of ceremony for a while on the land. The land was like, here's a big gift. I mean, big, <laughs> right? So that's that. That's Earth to Star. For me, that that was a reminder, right? Here's the Earth, right? Here's this massively rooted ancient beings that is this oak, which is a tree I did a dieta a year and a half ago with and had the most amazing tobacco dieta with oak tree, probably the most profound dieta I've ever done with a plant, which was surprising to me because it's oak and it grows everywhere here. And it's not, you know, a fancy tree from the jungle. It's just this beautiful ancient elder. Mm-hmm. And here it is all coming back again, right? Coming from my dreams and what I've seen in my visions of my dieta. Oh. Keep, you know, going back. And probably after me, he's going to keep teaching, right? Mm-hmm. So it was for me that. Direct connection. Here's a cosmology I'm connected to in the Andes. I've come back. I do that ceremony yeah. on the land. Something, you know, very digging and burying stuff in the land and pouring offering and then, you know, covering it. My hand in the dirt and hear that teaching from the stars. That's coming from the ancient people of the Andes, from ancient people here coming back as a cycle, right? I put down. It goes up, came back down, showering on me. For me, that, that's what Earth to Star means, right? Is that there is this relations, right? The Sacred Valley in Peru, why do we put prayers in the, in the river? It's because it's once a year, it aligns with the Milky Way, right? It's not called the Milky Way in Quechua language. That's, that's our English way of looking at it. It's called the Sky River, right? Mm-hmm. Over there, because it aligns at very specific time in the year, and then when it aligns, those prayers they go up from the rivers into the stars, mm-hmm. and then if you're patient, your prayers 
clouds are coming down from the sky, so the rain, so other blessings, right? They understood that, that connection between earth and sky, earth and stars, right? It's really key in ADN cosmology, this earth to sky, and in so many cosmology, right? Like we understand that, like we want to know the weather, what do we do? We open an app and we look at it. My teacher was laughed at it, said, just go outside and look and feel and ask, look at the earth. She's going to tell you if it's going to rain next day or tomorrow and what's coming. He said, how can you trust this? It's like so disconnected, right? See, if you really listen, and it might take you 10 years to remember the teachings, right? The sky is going to speak to you through the earth and vice versa, right? They are, they are in relations. So just be in relations, just be in relations. So that's how I see the earth to sky and sky to earth, right? Or earth to star and star to earth. It's not, you know, new agey. It's not like, oh, I'm a star being and this and that. No, no. It's like I'm part of this cosmology of this cycle. And right now I'm embodied and incarnated into this skin on two legged, not with wings or anything like that. Doesn't mean I can fly, right? But really I'm on two legs and my goal and my purpose here is to be embodied in that and realize that in fact, I'm part of all of it and I'm connected to all of it and I can hear all of it right? without escaping, right? I was putting my hand in the dirt. I was pouring some wine and other offerings and on the land, right? And here it came. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's available all the time, right? That's the thing we don't realize that, you know, I, I know there is plant medicine and there's many ways to connect. But in fact, I really truly believe that the most striking one is the one we experience in this level of consciousness. And we get like just blown away. And that reality, right? Wow. Can be coincidence because that's what my elder is telling me. That's in the Chakana. In fact, they explain very well how that works. Mm-hmm. And the Chakana, you know, it's just this little, yeah, you see it here, right? It's just mm-hmm. this little, seems very simple, right? There's so much there. In fact, there's a soul compass in it. There's a compass for the universe, life and death. It's all in that little symbol, right? But it's an earth little symbol, right? It's very simple. But it's connected to the stars, mm-hmm. right? It's speaking through. That's what I'm excited about that, right? It's like making that connection. I think like you, right? I, I like things that are embodied and, and practical and real, right? Like, because then we cannot deny them, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the magic, when we can see the magic there, then I think it's where everything is just making sense. And like, like you say, you're not afraid anymore. You're not, you don't have to question everything. It just makes so much sense. It's not just a beautiful quote or, you know, there's a lot of quotes out there. Yeah, exactly. What about an embodied experience of that cosmology, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, powerful. I I love just some, some words are so powerful, right? Just like to truly arrive and be human is such a powerful um, gift you can give yourself, right? Because then we are on this journey, as you said, 
from Earth to stars, stars to Earth. It doesn't stop, right? Everyone now wants to blast off the planet, and, you know, and it's like, no, 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 it's, it's here. <laughs> We've even had stars land here, right? We've had stars interact, right? We live in a solar system. We are, you know, our sun is our star to a degree. Like we are, again, you know, star beings of here. We're here in this time and now for a reason, right? There's something that you can only learn in this, in a body like this, that we have asked the lesson for, right? Um, there's only, you know, deer are learning their lesson in their shape, flowers, plants in their shape. They're all teaching us, the stone people, all are living part of the question and coming up not with a solution that's, you know, that's it, we're done, but ah, how do I live deeper in relationship? And so I'm excited about exploring, you know, how we can truly get, become part of the story. You know, human beings think that they're the authors of their universe, yet they're not because they're not truly living an embodied experience in relationship with everything around it's this disembodied idea of the mind of how it acts and interacts. And so I love that we are going to be inviting people to live here now in the present moment to find how these practices, uh, these philosophies can be used in your every day, no matter where you live, whether you're in Manhattan or you live on a farm you can connect to nature because nature wants to connect to you and it has something to tell you and it needs you as much as you need it for that. Like I said, that chispa to, to start that spark of conversation. And it's that spark of conversation that allows us to interact. And the more that we interact, the more questions we ask and the more questions we ask, the more possibilities there are. So I'm excited about that a lot. So yeah. let's, uh, and when, uh, what, go ahead. No, one thing I was thinking, you know, is like, we are, you know, and I include myself in it, right? Sometimes we just search for magic out there, right? And I think the, the more we do that, the less we're going to be capable of really seeing the magic here and now in this incarnation, right? So we might go through, you know, different, you know, like I said, plant medicine, all the things, right? That we we want to have that experience as if as a natural state of my being and even just my presence, just the fact my heart is beating and I'm breathing, I cannot see the magic anymore. Mm-hmm. We're lost, I think, because we lost this capacity to really the sense of wonder and awe. We made, you know, human beings kind of byproduct of a product society. So we're just another product, part of the products, right? And we're either to buy or for sale, either you want to look at it. And we really reduced ourselves to such a contracted, sad version of what human experience is about. And no one why people are looking for extreme experiences and for kind of escaping this reality that you know some you know good chunk of the planet thinks that we're going to find you know magic or solutions if we just travel you know a million miles away from here on another planet where 
if we develop the senses and the knowledge and connect to a wisdom that is telling us lesson, no, no, the, the magic is right here. In fact, if you just do this and that and just sit with it, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And when you have an experience of that and you realize that the magic is right here and you are a powerful co-creator, that you are part of something that's so much bigger, but it can happen right here now. And you are basically the magicians. You channel the magic and you are the magicians and you are you know, all of it, right? And you're a child that's watching the magic at the same time. Then I think, we are going to be a real earth caretaker. We are going to really understand what's at stake and what to do in a very practical way and not constantly escape. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, even I met people that want to learn this cosmology, but it, as a form of escape, right? It's just one more knowledge. And, and then I'm going to get that knowledge, right? Yeah. And somehow I'm going to get better or I'm going to get, you know, wiser or more happy and i was like no well you're not going to get more happy and i don't know about wiser you know you might be more get more confused for quite a while in fact (laughs) before you 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 get any clarity of any kind and they're like i don't understand why i would be more confused i said well that should be right because if you're not confused right now (laughs) you know the stories we carry are you know not real right and if you think they are truth (laughs) <laughs> that's confusion your clarity is like is deep confusion yeah. but yeah we, without laughing on that but i think it's really true right we, we're just always trying to get this escape mm-hmm. and returning is uh what the elders and the wise people of all tradition have taught us for you know thousands of years not just in our cosmologies mm-hmm. you can turn to sufism you can turn to all the mystic and the kabbalah it, there's a return and this is there's a code inside there's something there and it's very practical it's very real and that's where the the power of prayer is coming from the power of ceremony the power of rituals because if not this chakana here is just a stone a piece of stone that is carved in a kind of squarish thing it has no power it only has power if i'm relationship with it i always tell people you're a crystal you can collect a million of them but if you have just one with great relation with it you can do everything you want with it yep. right but we are hoarders right hoarders of knowledge orders of stuff and i really don't want this class and i'm sure it won't be right but that to be just an hoarding of more knowledge mm-hmm. to be i think like you you know we want it to be really like experiential and really like mm, something set weird with what i know something is unsettling my system uh, and i think yeah if we get lost in it a little bit for a little while and confused it's kind of good because we know something is working in the depth of the psyche and trying to dismantle this illusion well well you definitely know that this class is indigenous and not new age when the promise is we hope that you get really confused <laughs> Not this solution. For $9.99. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my God. So let's um let's tell them when 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 are these classes starting again? How can people sign up? Yes, yeah, so 
I think we opened the, the sign up uh, last week. So people can find that, you know, on my website and on your websites, right? They can also find that on our, um, on our Instagram. And the class is starting on July 2nd. Uh, we're going to go for, it's five weeks. We're going to skip a week. So uh, that's going to be from July 2nd to August 6th. And it's going to be 2 to 4 p.m. It's going to be in the afternoon, which is also good for people in Europe, people on the West Coast. Uh, and it's also going to be recorded. So if people want to listen again and again, which I always recommend, say just sit with it for a week and then listen again and again. Uh, I'm still listening to a recording of my teacher from 10 years ago because I'm not hearing them in the same way, right? And yeah, yeah people have the opportunity to, to join that circle. Right to don, join that co-creation that you and I and all the people joining are going to do together, um, and come just with a open heart and open mind, right? Because there's going to be a lot of deep teaching. It's not structured like a normal class. No. If you email me and ask me for the exact things we're going to do every week, I cannot transmit that. No. I can't because just what happened two days ago, I'll, some part of it might be in the class or maybe it might not be in the class at all, right? And something might happen until July 2nd that I want to weave into it. Mm-hmm. And we might change course at the middle of it because the class, the whole boat, the whole spaceship, whatever you want to call it, is shifting towards something that is, we feel we are putting a very, very nice thread there. Uh, but I think hopefully it's going to make you more thirsty for your own introspection yeah. uh i think like you said yeah hopefully it's going to make you a little bit confused at time and really challenge the belief system and look at things that, that maybe you haven't seen yet mm-hmm. and i know that potentially you know, those moments of connection when we bring that kind of knowledge can be life-changing and I, and I really mean it. I'm not saying that to sell the class in any way. I, I know by experience that it changed my whole life and it keeps changing it. Yeah. And that's what I always tell people before they join my circles. Once you're in, your life will change. When you start to say yes to it, things start to happen in your life. And I've had a lot of people who just, you know, will sign up for something and then they, they send me an email and they're like, I know the class doesn't start for a month, but my life just started to change. And it's because you're in the circle. Mm-hmm. The minute you say yes, right, to nature, to everything that's happening in the cosmos, it will respond back, you know, and start shifting so that you can see that oak tree that you've never seen, even though you've lived on the land for that long. And so I always tell people, everyone says they want change, right, but they're not really ready for it. So um mm-hmm be be ready for um for anything right anything to happen and uh you know we all believe in you know creating spaces that allow for you to be we have spaces that we are witnessing you know we witness in each other so we don't get into each other's energy or anything like that we're not here to do any of that we are old school this is indigenous we stick to that and uh, we hope to see you there. And yeah, you never know what you're going to get because that's part of oral tradition. It shapes and it shifts with the time being and in it will change with who's in that group, right? So that's why we never set, you know, this is 
what we're talking about. What are you going to talk about, Angel? When I'm going to talk, we don't do that. We just say, let's see who's in the room. Let's see who, how the energy is. And then we adjust, right? Mm-hmm. We're constantly adjusting because we're listening to each other. We're listening to the energy and we're listening to the circle. So I always believe in you teach the circle. Whoever shows up will then tell you what the circle needs to be taught. So it's a very different way instead of having, you know, your PowerPoint, everything's planned out, you tick your boxes. So we hope that you will join us as we tour and embody the cosmos inside of you, outside of you, and find your path back to a way of being in deep relationship to all. Yeah. And let go let go of this idea of change that is linear yes change thank you not linear it's circle at best <laughs> but also let go of seeing uh learning knowledge and changing and learning from this cosmology like you're climbing i don't know a staircase to heaven <laughs> because maybe there's a hole in the staircase and there's going to be some rabbit hole like in alice in wonderland and you have to slide down first and then maybe there's a little staircase and maybe there's another slide. So it's really non-linear because those teaching are non-linear. You know, that's the calendars are non-linear in the old cosmology. They're all circular. They that's why the elders are so important. That's why many things are different. So we need to really let go of expectation. Maybe just expect being surprised, being challenged being confused we said that a few times so now you're warned uh and yeah let let that seed that is waiting inside of you that i believe is so thirsty for such way of remembering i truly believe that our soul is just craving all the time that way of belonging and learning and transforming and yeah be ready for some real magic too beautiful i know beautiful well thank you angel we'll do another one of these probably soon and thank you all for joining us we hope to see you in the circle soon bye thank you everyone bye bye thank you for listening to the sanctuary podcast we deeply value your support Please consider sharing this podcast with others and joining our Patreon page at patreon.com slash the sanctuary and why. Once again, it is patreon.com slash the sanctuary and why. At the sanctuary, we believe that spirituality is a personal journey that takes many forms, and we honor and respect all paths to awakening and the rise of consciousness. Our mission is to provide a platform for open and honest conversations about spirituality and to inspire and empower our listeners to live their most authentic lives in good relation to each other's, the living and invisible worlds. I look forward to connecting with you again here or at our events, retreats and online gatherings. You can find all our offerings at thesanctuaryheal.com. Once again, it is thesanctuaryheal.com.